What is good, everybody? Hello and welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. And what a shock. It's another 49ers loss. They fall 41 to 33 to the Dallas Cowboys. They are now 5 and 9 on the year. And if the Arizona Cardinals get a win, which they probably will, the 49ers will be officially eliminated from playoff contention, although we all know they already are. I don't know what to tell you today. I really don't. I thought about not doing a show. I really did. I was thinking as I'm preparing for this, like, what am I going to say today? that I haven't already said before. And the truth is, I started thinking about it. I could probably put together an entire podcast of clips from other instant reaction losses that we've seen because the same keeps happening every single week. Mike McGlinchey gets burned, leads to pressure. Nick Mullins his pants, turns the ball over. It's every week with this team, every freaking week, the same exact problems. Mullins was horrible today, horrible, horrifically bad. Three more turnovers, three more. And that's the only stat line from him today I'm going to read because it's the only one that matters, by the way. He's now made 16 career starts. He has 25 career turnovers. And in more than half of those starts, He's got multiple turnovers. He can't stop giving the ball to the other team. He can't play quarterback for this team anymore. Anymore. That is it. He is done. Hopefully we have seen the last of Nick Mullins playing on the field for the San Francisco 49ers. You have forfeited your career. That's what you have done. You gave the ball to the Cowboys and you gave your career over to, I don't know, the football gods or something because you are hideously bad. And we'll see it. I'm sure it's coming up. I'm going to be recording as they do the post-game interviews, but we'll see. He, what's he going to say? Same old thing. I can't do that. I have to protect the football. I have to be better. It's the same thing he says every week. It's the same thing he said last week when he got the ball stripped out of his hands and Chase Young returned it 47 yards for a touchdown. Got to have two hands on the ball there. Got to protect the ball. What do we see this week? Nick Mullins dropping back to pass. He doesn't step up ever because I have no idea why. And Alden Smith comes by and strips the ball right out of his hand. Like, it's the same stuff every single week. If you could fix it, he would have. He's incapable of it. He is incapable of playing at this level. That's all there is to it. C.J. Beathard comes in the last play of the game, throws like a 49-yard Hail Mary to Kendrick Bourne for a touchdown. It was the best damn pass a 49ers quarterback made all day. I'm I'm just done with him. I can't wait. I'm going to see the comment pop up on my Twitter feed any minute. I can't turn the ball over like that. Nobody. And he still gets credit for being a smart guy. Well, if he's so damn smart, how come he keeps screwing up the same way every single week? Nobody gets more credit for knowing why they suck than Nick Mullins. And Kyle said going into the game, well, he's going to start, but I can't take the turnovers anymore. Well, he had a turnover in the first damn quarter of the game. So what the hell are you talking about, Kyle? I mean, I don't know what you think C.J. Beathard, why you think he's so bad, but he should have been in this one earlier for sure. Like, how could it be worse? How could it be worse? The 49ers were down 17 to nothing in this game, and 14 of those points came as a direct result of 49ers turnovers. Like, this is how bad the 49ers offense and the turnovers have gotten. It would be an accomplishment to end a drive with a punt. It would be an accomplishment. It would be improvement. 
when three and out is progress, you can't have that guy on your team anymore. Like that is the the absolute lowest bar, right? We're not even telling you to get a first down. We just want you to not screw up so badly that we can at least punt the ball down the field and give our defense a shot. And by the way, the defense played well again today. Do not be fooled by the number on the scoreboard for the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers offense screwed them today. The defense was fine. It's pathetic. It's unbelievable. And this is going forward what I need to see because there's not much more I can say about this season. Look, they're terrible. They're out of the playoffs. Like, I don't know what more you want me to say, but this is what has my attention right now. Jimmy Garoppolo played. He threw a lot of interceptions. Nick Mullins has played. He gives the ball to the other team a lot too. I don't know if it's Kyle's system or if it's just the guys playing in that system but 49ers quarterbacks turn the ball over like nobody else I've ever seen in the league, except for Jameis Winston. This is the year where they're going to have a new quarterback. Like, this is it. This is going to be your hand-picked guy, whoever you get, right? That's going to be your choice. I need to see this guy not be a turnover machine. Right now, I'm willing to say it's not Kyle and his system. But if they get another guy in here and he starts turning the ball over too, now I'm worried. You know, Beathard is a backup. They didn't expect to get Jimmy Garoppolo, but he kind of fell into their lap, and at the time it was a deal they had to make. I totally get that. So Kyle really hasn't picked his guy yet in his tenure, but he's going to this offseason. I need to see a guy that doesn't give the ball away like this because the team is non-functional when it's like this. It doesn't matter how good of a play caller Kyle Shanahan is. It doesn't matter how good Raheem Mostert is, who, by the way, is hurt. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. It doesn't matter. The offense is non-functional. You can't run an offense when you don't have the damn ball. You give short fields to the other team. You tire out your defense. You demoralize your defense. It's You just can't have it. Unacceptable. So that's what I want to see. Whoever they pick to be quarterback next year cannot turn the ball over like this. It's the only way that Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to get stopped. It's the only way. The 49ers punted on the first possession of the game. The next possession, Mullins fumbled it away. The third possession, touchdown. The fourth possession, touchdown. The fifth possession, they punted, and then that was the end of the half. So basically, when they didn't turn it over in the first half, the 49ers scored a touchdown pretty much most of the time. Second half, first possession, field goal. Which, by the way, once again, Kyle should have gone for it on fourth and one, but of course he didn't because, God forbid, but they kicked a field goal. Possession after that, touchdown. Possession after that, they punted, okay. Then big pick Nick did his thing for the possession after that. There was another punt. Big pick Nick again. Field goal, touchdown. Like, if they don't turn it over, they at least drive the ball enough to flip field position. At least. Which, with this defense, would be huge. But they don't. They turn it over, they set the other team up, and they give up 41 points to the Dallas Cowboys. So that's that's it. Like, I know I sound like a broken record. I don't mean to. I apologize. But when they keep making the same mistakes, there's not really much of anything I can do. And, you know, on the Friday preview podcast with Bob Sturm, he asked for a prediction. I said, it doesn't matter what the score prediction is. Nick Mullins is going to find a way to screw it up. And I was 100% dead on balls accurate. If there is one thing that I can thank Nick Mullins for, 
It's that now we have guaranteed that we will not see George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo back on the field this year. Thank you, Nick Mullins, for that. At least you've given 49er fans that. That is one small consolation. There's your silver lining if you're looking for it. There's no way they're bringing Kittle back now. And, I mean, Garoppolo was never going to get back on the field because they can't tolerate him being hurt again and potentially having to pay him for next year or not being able to get rid of him. And, by the way, let me just say, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but there was a tweet before the game about how Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be back with the 49ers unless they're really bowled over with an off. Give me a break. Thanks for carrying the 49ers water, but we all know that that's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, there's no way Jimmy Garoppolo is back. The whole point of that tweet is the 49ers trying to get it out there that they might keep him because they're just trying to raise his trade value. That's it. If other teams know they're definitely going to get rid of him, they're not going to offer anything in trade. That's all that is, is maybe someone will be dumb enough to give up a draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo because he's going to get cut either way. And everybody knows it. I mean, the, the 49ers, he'll probably be back. Give me a break. No, he won't. Have you seen Kyle Shanahan on the sidelines this year? He's not going to be back. My God, Kyle's going grayer than a friggin' sheepdog. I have no idea if sheepdogs have gray hair. I have no idea why I said that. But he's got, he's aging like a president, as I've said before. I mean, this year has taken a toll on Kyle Shanahan. It's taken a toll on all of us, of course. But just football-wise, I mean, Shanahan is aging in dog years. Jimmy ain't coming back. We can stop those reports right now. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, we'll look at some of the post-game comments, and I'll probably yell and scream a lot. All right, let me grab the phone, and we'll look at some post-game comments here on the Instant Reaction Podcast. Shanahan on Mullins. I thought he had been playing well. We were in a tight game, and I didn't want to take a guy out in the fourth quarter. He adds he's unsure who will start at quarterback next week. I know who won't start at quarterback next week. Nick Mullins. That's who. Look, Kyle was trying to hold out hope for a playoff spot. He's trying to get his team to play hard. He couldn't go to Mo- he couldn't go to Bethard this week. I'm sure that's what he was thinking. I will tell the guys the season's over if I go to Bethard. If we were eight and eight and everybody else finished at eight and eight, we would have gotten to the playoffs. So that's why he didn't make the switch. Well, guess what? That's over now. That is over now. Nick had been playing well. Give me a break, Kyle. Like. Stop with this crap. It's okay to criticize your guys in public. It's okay. You don't have to do it every week, but you can do it. We, the games are on TV. We can see them. They're not secret. We know the guy's playing like shit. Tell us that. Why do you have to defend everybody all the time? It's maddening. Shanahan said Nick Mullins put the ball in the right place on the first interception. Well, I wouldn't say that, Kyle. Pretty sure the right place isn't the other team's hands. He's extremely frustrated with the turnovers overall and says the team did a good job of protecting the ball until the fourth quarter. You had two turnovers in the first 10 minutes. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, that, that, that's just not reality. That is just flat out not reality. Mullins fumbled the ball in the first quarter with nine minutes and seven seconds left. And Richie James, oh, sorry, it wasn't the first 10 minutes. Richie James fumbled with 12 seconds left in the first quarter. Okay. So it wasn't the first 10 minutes. But you still had two turnovers in the fourth quarter. So what are you talking about, Kyle? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I do like this. Shanahan said that they've dealt with a lot of crap this year, but he's not using an excuse regardless of the adversity. The team should have won today. No excuses for that. That's true. They should have won. And they have dealt with a lot of crap. I agree with him. But that shouldn't affect how you play on the field in a game like this. 
Shanahan said today's loss doesn't change the thinking on bringing back Kittle or Garoppolo. Give me a break, Kyle. Like, what? Again, stop with this. We're not stupid. And if you play Garoppolo or Kittle in the last two games of the season, you are stupid. And I don't think you are. So, like, we all know what's happening. Stop with this. Like, why can't you just say it? Stop peeing on my leg and telling me it's raining. I hope somebody asks him why the hell he doesn't have Brandon Ayuk returning punts. Like, why do you want to fight to keep your best players off the field? We really had to see Trent Taylor play again in this one for what? For what? C.D. Lamb's returning kicks and punts. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, what is this fascination with guys? What are you so afraid of, Kyle Shanahan? Sometimes I just don't get it, man. Fourth and one at the Cowboys 23. You're losing by three points. Again, what does Kyle Shanahan do? Do-do-do, trots out Robbie Gold. Let's kick the field goal. Why? What are you kicking the field goal for? What are you doing? Gain a yard. Oh, my God. So tired of it. You're working against your team. You're hurting your team's chances of victory. Then again, maybe you just wanted to see a possession end with a kick. Oh, here's an interesting one. Nick Mullins left the game with an arm injury in the fourth quarter. As an elbow injury, he lost sensation in his arm. The way his throws looked today, you would have thought he had that all game long. But that is apparently why Kyle Shanahan took him out of the game. So even with another three turnovers, Kyle still wasn't going to go to C.J. Beathard. What the hell did C.J. Beathard do that Kyle Shanahan refuses to go to him no matter how horrific Nick Mullins is at quarterback? I mean, that is unbelievable. Now he'll just say Mullins is hurt next week and he'll go to Beathard and that will be his excuse that he feels he needs for some reason. You know what? Good. Get rid of Mullins. Maybe we'll see Josh Johnson up now, finally. I've only been saying it for how many weeks? Maybe we'll finally see it. It can't be worse. It can't be worse. Here's a juicy one from Fred Warner. It sucks to lose. I hate losing. We have to change something. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Exactly. That's another reason why Mullins is done. The credibility in the locker room. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't keep throwing this guy out there. You don't think the defense is mad at him that every time they take the field, the offense has a short field? I mean, come on. That's as nice as Fred Warner could be about what he's seen down the stretch this season. That is as nice as you could be. But it is a clear message from Fred Warner to Kyle. That is a direct message to Kyle Shanahan. Enough. Enough. This guy ain't it. Doesn't matter if the next guy does the same thing. It can't be done by this guy anymore. That's the message. And it's not just Fred Warner saying it. It's not just the defense. Trent Williams on the turnovers. Offensively, it's extremely tough to win with a 4-0 turnover ratio. That's where it started, and that's where it stops. And he's right. That's the message. Like, enough. These guys are saying they're tired of seeing Nick Mullins out there, Kyle. Enough. Your credibility is on the line right here. It doesn't matter how bad you think C.J. Beathard is. He has to play next week. That's what your team is telling you. He has to play. And I think Kyle's smart enough to see it, to hear the message, and to get the message, and to react accordingly. But that is where things stand right now. The players have had enough. We already saw last week, there were whispers. Leo Luna said it on his podcast with Niner Nate. There were whispers that the 49ers receivers were upset. Well, guess what? Turns out it's not just the receivers. It's everybody. We're all upset. Because I think Trent knows that the offense can be good. They can be good if they don't turn the ball over. 
and they're tired of it. A couple more things I didn't mention earlier in my ranting about Nick Mullins and his horribleness. Eric Armstead had a couple of sacks today. Everybody got all excited about. Yippee. Great. What does he have now? Three on the year? I mean, again, I know sacks aren't everything, but there's something, and he can barely do it. A couple other notes defensively. Jimmy Ward knocked himself out trying to deliver a key hit on C.D. Lamb. That was ugly. That was one of those where he makes contact with the defender and then he's just laying motionless on the ground and other and members of the other team are waving to the sidelines to get somebody over. Those are scary-looking injuries. I hope we don't see Jimmy the rest of the season either. Like, what do we – no, no, just don't bring him back. Raheem Mostert limped off at one point in this one in the third quarter. We already know he was dealing with that ankle, which he said wasn't right the whole game. Like, why are we even playing these guys? Akello Witherspoon played in this one because Jason Verrett was out due to illness, and he actually played pretty well. Like, that was actually kind of nice to see Akello Witherspoon play well. Not going to be back next year, but it was still good to see. And so that just about closes the book on the 49ers season. Kyle said it was a disappointment. Of course it was a disappointment. I mean, it was supposed to be the revenge tour, right? We were going to storm back just like Harbaugh did in 2013. Storm right back to the NFC Championship game and take our chances, right? That's what we were going to do. And less than five quarters into the year, we got completely punched in the gut with the Bosa injury. And that was all. It was all she wrote. And I said it that day that the Super Bowl hopes died in New Jersey. And I was 100% right. Had some ups and downs since then, I grant you. But you knew then it wasn't happening this year. That was your first clue. Less than five full quarters into the year. And I said it with Levin Black last week, and I'm going to say it again because I feel like today's a day where you need to hear it. This is obviously horrible. Nobody wants to see it. But we are a few weeks away from fun times again. Because there are going to be a lot of changes with this organization going forward. The defense is going to be totally different. The quarterback room is going to be totally different. Obviously, they'll have another set of draft picks. There's going to be some big swings from this team this offseason. I firmly believe it. I've said it again and again. There are going to be days when I have to drop everything and do an emergency podcast because the 49ers do something crazy. That time is coming. we got to get through the regular season and obviously the playoffs. But I am telling you, this team is going to look a lot different. It's going to be a wild ride this offseason. And that's what you have to look forward to. I still want to watch Brandon Ayuk develop. I still want to watch Javon Kinlaw. But those are probably the two biggest things. I've seen enough of Mike McGlinchey. I know he stinks. I've seen enough of Trent Williams to know that I would like to have him back. I don't know that there are going to be too many more decisions made based on how these final two games play out. I think the coaching staff has a pretty good idea. I think Kyle's focus the rest of the year is going to be trying to line up a defensive coordinator to take over for Robert Sala when he leaves. And I think he's going all in on quarterback scouting this offseason. I think he's going to watch a ton of Stafford. I think he's going to watch a ton of Dak just in case that somehow materializes. And obviously the college guys, he's going to be all over. That will be his focus. And I wonder if it gives some of the assistant coaches a little more responsibility the final two games to see, okay, whoever's here after Sala leaves, can they step up and sort of pick up the slack for either Mike McDaniel or Mike LaFleur, whichever one leaves to go with Sala, if one of them does leave. 
So that's going to do it for this edition of the Instant Reaction Podcast. I know it's a little shorter than normal, but I don't want to keep repeating myself and saying the same thing over and over again. You know why it's bad. Mullins, bad. McGlinchey, bad. Defense, good. That's it. That's the story of this game. Wash, rinse, repeat. I bet you will be saying the exact same thing next week after the Arizona game. At least then that'll be a Saturday. You get my suffering out of the way early and enjoy my Sunday for a change. Last year when we saw the team do this, we ended up with Nick Bosa. I think most people would say that that was worth it. So let's not just totally pack in the fandom yet. Like I said, the offseason is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to have options. And the 49ers are generally a smart team. When smart teams have options, fun things happen. Unexpected things happen. That's part of what makes them fun. So just hang with us through these next couple weeks, like I said, and we promise you it will get better. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation podcast. You'll get this show, which we do. We always do an instant reaction. Plus, we do two shows every weekday. You get Stats and Eggs in the morning, which is a quick five-minute update about what's going on with the Niners. And then you get a longer-form show every weekday after that. We love your reviews. Please keep them coming. Obviously, we love five-star ratings. Please keep those coming. They really do help. It makes a difference. If you listen and you enjoy, please go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and please give us a five-star rating. Like I said, it really does help. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Try and enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.